Hi, in this episode of You Can Do This Online Learning Stuff, uh, I want to talk a little bit about learning. And it's been a while since I did the first episode of this podcast called Enormity. It's been an enormous past couple of weeks. And uh, I was drawn to think about recording something again when I was reading the preface to a textbook I'll be using this fall in a um, graduate class that I'll be teaching. Um, The class syllabus has a text already named, so I'm reading it, and I just started, and it seems to hit all the right notes for me. Um, So it's about learning with technology. So it's not necessarily about online learning, just in general, but they lay out that the whole philosophy of this text is looking at meaningful learning and that meaningful learning requires active engagement and um, authentic learning tasks. There's task-based learning, uh, the reflection by a student, socially constructed meaning. Uh, As a world language instructor, It's not just applicable to that field or that discipline, but that definitely plays a big part in language learning is constructing meaning together with someone, collaboration, and most importantly, an intention to learn. So that thinking about learning in this way that students who are in this environment are intending to learn and Um, most, a lot of us have been in some learning situations where a lot of it was lecture-based, it was regurgitation of facts, um, you know, just not really a meaningful way to take in content. But really, this uh, constructivism, and look it up if you haven't read it, you might teach this way and not know it, but uh, it is definitely deliberate and it actually, you have a different role than the traditional role uh, as a teacher. Um, Basically, another premise is that students would learn what they teach, what we teach them, but whatever they will remember and use in the future are their own personal socially relevant interpretation of what they learn. So it's really deep learning and that it requires a lot of the relinquishing of control of the teacher not being the fountain of knowledge giving students choice to learn how they learn best um, experience authentic experiences for them to learn something and to construct their own meaning with it So that takes a lot of reflection. It takes a lot of active learning. And the teacher is more of a coach, but extremely important um, because they need to scaffold the learners. This just doesn't happen overnight. Um, And in many instances, instances, teachers are learning along with the student as the student takes them down, you know, a, a path of, you know, what makes the most meaning to them. Um, so the, the instructors and 
just so important in this because they're sort of the they're helping students to make sure they stay on track they also help the student take on that other role of the active learner that uh, just like teachers would relinquish all of the authority the learners must assume quite a bit of it so they have to develop skills and articulation reflection evaluating what they know setting goals regulation um, in order to achieve those goals you know just keeping track of where they are in some kind of project or learning experience so it it has risk but it has incredible rewards and change always assumes risk. So I was thinking about what's happening right now. And by all means, I don't think that, you know, everything going on out there is, you know, constructivism. Some of it is a, just a transfer of what would happen in a classroom, trying to replicate it online. And, you know, and I think people just have to go through that and realize that that's just not going to work. Um, a direct transfer. Um, but everybody has their own road to learn how to effectively uh, engage learners in this environment. So I think you know some of the implications of students taking on this responsibility is really paramount right now because they're out there in their homes and depending on your district and what the expectations are. It could be, oh, they have activities to do, or, oh, no, they're actually going to do, they're going to continue to learn uh, about this subject area. And there are so many disparities uh, in the same district, perhaps, or school where students have technology, or they may not, or the same with internet. And again, and then there are issues going on with the fact that we're in a pandemic that we all need to take account on and we all need to be mindful and kind and not only to them but to ourselves uh, especially if this is the first time that you're thrust into this environment with not even knowing what you were going to do as a teacher it's is jarring um, but I think some of what I'm seeing out there is you know, not only the road to learning how to effectively, you know, engage students at a distance, but it's also, you know, having maybe a more authoritarian role in the classroom in the sense that you are everything, you control everything that happens. And right now you don't have that control. You can have some semblance of it as you give directions, but the students are out there and they're grappling with your instructions or with other subject areas, and you don't have that control that you once had. And the students, maybe they were used to being passive and sitting there in class, and now they have to become more active in this. So that could be... I would say, I would bet, that's a lot of what's going on out there. And whatever, whenever this happens, when you go from in-person to online, it's an adjustment. So keep that 
in mind, but it's also the time where teachers have to provide scaffolding to students. And I know that teachers may not have been given a lot of scaffolding themselves, but they are the adults. And I think every child can benefit from online learning with the proper scaffolding. So where were your students? Were they passive? Now they are required to be a little more active. So how are you going to help them become those active learners? Step by step, little by little. Um, the other thing that I would want to mention is the ISTE standards for students. And um, the uh, is, I have become ISTE certified uh, for educator certified. It, there's standards for educators really to um, prepare educators to approach helping students attain those skills that they need to have to thrive in the future. And the first ISTE standard for students, what they would need to be in order to thrive is an empowered learner. So an empowering means that people are assisting, um, but also allowing the learner to take on this new role of um, so they would leverage technology to take an active role in choosing this is the SD standard achieving and demonstrating competency in their own learning goals informed by the learning sciences so active role in choosing achieving you know I don't know if that's taking place right now but that's sort of the bar they uh, in another indicator under that they are articulate and set personal learning goals develop strategies leveraging technology to achieve them and reflect on the learning process. So I see in that one indicator, learning goals. Are your students setting goals for what they need to do in your class? <coughs> are they developing strategies and leveraging technology to achieve those goals? And then are they reflecting on the learning process? <coughs> Students build networks and customize their learning environments in ways that support the learning process. Okay, uh, I think that's taking place right now or could be customizing their own learning environment. That's physical as well as digital. digital. Students use technology to seek feedback that informs and improves their practice. And I think, you know, a first step to this is actually providing feedback to students you know, and providing feedback that's helpful for them to improve their performance. That way they know what that looks like, which teachers are good at that. Just saying, you already do that. Um, how are we having them seek feedback and demonstrate their learning in a variety of ways? Okay, voice and choice. Um, Students understand the fundamental concepts of technology operations, demonstrate the ability to choose, use, and troubleshoot current technologies. Hmm, there's a bit of that going on right now. And are able to transfer their knowledge to explore emerging technologies. So maybe not right now uh, so much uh, while we're in this pandemic onslaught of technology use. Um, but I would say that these are all relevant today and 
how are we empowering these students to be learners? And I think it is definitely happening all across the nation. Um, But that could be that thing that's bothering you. You know, you're doing your job, but you're just not feeling like it's, it's clicking. Take one of these strategies, uh, a learning goal, uh, reflection, talking about student learning environments and, you know, making sure that they have a proper environment, giving them a way to demonstrate their learning in a different way. And, you know, helping students to troubleshoot technologies and not give them a cop-out or allowing them to have a, you know, a way out. You know, some tech is failing, but then other times it's, you know, it's a student end. And knowing that and realizing it and saying, hey, you know, you can troubleshoot as well, Um, all while being very kind um, because it's all new to a lot of us. All right. Hope this was helpful.